the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. I haven't got a chance to read on it, but it sounds like you, we went to war with Yemen today. Is that what you just said earlier? Yeah, so we've been kind of supporting Saudi Arabia, fighting Yemen for years now, right. since the uh, Trump presidency, really. Sure, yeah. Um, so today was the first direct attack. Some American planes and some British planes went and bombed somewhere in Yemen, presumably. Yeah. Um, they've been shooting a lot of rockets at U.S. Navy boats, which, you know, the question has to be, why are they over there? Yeah. And then uh, probably some civilian boats, too, right? I'm sure they're pissed at everybody. There's a, kind of a long blood feud going on there. Right. Um, I don't know, without knowing a whole lot about it, I basically the Muslims in Yemen don't like the Muslims in Saudi Arabia, so kind of a, I don't know, to... Americans simplify it, the Sunni Shiite thing, right? There's the more Iran aligned Muslims, which are Yemen, and then the Saudi Arabia aligned Muslims, and they don't like each other. Nobody can get along on that side of the world. But, you know, right. I don't know. We I say that joking, but at the same time, uh, culture, you know, not every culture is the same. And, you know, it's it's actually okay if cultures don't, you know get along all the time yeah and, and a lot of the the trade enforcement which i guess would be the main reason the navy would be over there uh you know is, is europe centric it doesn't really have a lot to do with us or u.s interests directly yeah but you know commercial traffic through the the red sea and, and around that area just in general yeah um potentially at risk if they're just shooting rockets at everyone so and then poland is the other one poland you know they had a an election a uh, guy last name Tusk, who I think is pretty widely accepted to be the kind of globalist plant and, you know, election, not so much. I don't know. Yeah. So there's been a lot of demonstrations in Poland pushing back against that. that you're not seeing on the news kind of same with in the last few weeks. There was some massive protests by uh, German farmers protesting over some other global homo stuff that's going to affect them. And they did a big, Kind of like the Canadian trucker thing, just with tractors, yes. roads, and things like that. That that went on. Might still be going on in parts. I don't know, but yeah, I haven't hardly seen that on the news either. Well, you're not going to see it on the news. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, the sure. far, the farmer thing. I think I sent one of you guys a link, and I mean they were d d dumping like manure and stuff on. I, I don't know. It looked like like a capital steps of some you know whatever would be over there. Yeah. Uh, and then just like dumping manure on the fucking road and on the sidewalk. It was it was crazy thousands of tractors not thousands but i mean probably probably close to a thousand there's a lot um it's pretty cool actually to watch it 
I don't know. It's uh, interesting what's going to be, you know, as the, you know, WEF types become more and more in power and stuff and they push their agenda and stuff. And then you get to kind of kind of like the, you know, blue collar Americans or, you know, like the farmers of Germany and stuff, you know, the people like us that are just right. going to be like, we literally, I mean, we make like those farmers, they, they keep food on everybody's tables. And that's what's so funny. So they're like, you want to, you know, enforce all these rules and you want to, you just do everything they can. And it's like, well, I mean, without us, you guys are nothing. And that's the same thing here. And it's the same thing all over the world. And it's so crazy for people to, I don't I just don't see it. And I mean, heck, sometimes you hear stories of these people, you know, just go to the grocery store and buy your food like everybody else. It's like, where do you think that food comes from? <laughs> it just right. doesn't just pop yeah. up from the ground. You know, you're like, you know, hunting, you know, and I'm, oh my God, you killed deer. Or you kill whatever. You killed that poor, you know, duck and well, yeah, I ate it. I'm like, oh my God, how could you? Why can't you go to the store and, you know, just get your get your meat from like the market? Like, what are you fucking talking about? And that's a that's a thing. I'm, there's people out there that actually think like that. They don't understand, you know. Well, you know that gets slaughtered somewhere and then gets packaged up and sent to your right. grocery store. That's uh, right. It's crazy, man. That's just. I guess it's easier just to sit there and TikTok and I don't know, watch thirty second clips and just let your mind melt. Yeah. Uh, speaking of mind melting, so in regards to Boeing being dragged through the social media scourge of the earth over yeah. the door that blew off of the Alaskans plane. Sure. <laughs> uh, I've, I've noticed that one of the things, at least on you know X or Twitter, uh-huh. has been the association of that with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. As a direct thing, no, not really, but... I, I'm actually kind of okay with it because it, it's shining a spotlight on the kind of just the bullshit of kind of the wokeness stuff in general. And then, you know, Boeing, I, I guess, in the last couple of years had changed some executive, you know, bonus payout thing to tie it closer to ESG and diversity goals as opposed to, uh, you know, company goals and stuff. And, yeah. and I think it's it's great that that is what gets the spotlight, um, even if it's not necessarily related to the the issue at hand sure it's, but it's, it's interesting to see a lot of that yeah well i mean it, it is related to the issue at hand you know in like that that airplane had uh you know uh pressure issues like it wasn't holding the pre- uh, pressure it was leaking obviously from the door um and they would go off and they would just kind of mess with it and then the light would go you know the light would go off yeah. so that, and you'd be like oh it's fine and then the light would come back on and be like i oh, mess with it again like you, and it was going on forever, like I had weeks, you know, before this happened. And so, you know, when you start hiring based on skin color and not on how competent your pilots are, well, what's going to happen? And, and we're just in the beginning stages of this shit. So what happens? Oh, it's going to get scary. I, I think we're already, I mean, there's already been two big subway wrecks in New York City. You know, we've had lots of railroad stuff going on. Uh, you know, bridges have been something that's been kind of happening slowly because, you know, some of this isn't going to necessarily be problems with things that are new. It's going to be a failure to maintain things that already existed because the, as the brain power and the willpower to maintain things and the, the tribal knowledge or whatever you want to call it, as mm-hmm. all that like starts walking out the door, if for no other reason, then there's a whole generation of people that are leaving the workforce, um, it's going to get worse when the priority going into stuff is just a bunch of bullshit HR lingo and, you know, stuff like that. 
takes priority over actually doing something, right? Or, or yeah. rather than, you know, fixing the bridge, we have to have six months of meetings about that. And then in that six months, that's when shit hits the fan, right? So, well, you know, those six months of meetings, those really help justify a bunch of people's jobs. Uh, so yeah. in my oh, yeah. in my new I mean, that's role, probably one of Boeing's biggest problems at the moment is just and, and you know we're kind of adjacent yeah. just the that culture right that Parkinson law or whatever they call it where no matter how much money or people you dump at it the problem doesn't get solved you just end up putting more resources at it and that's kind of where a lot of things are yeah well I was gonna say in my new role uh, at the company we work for uh, I have more meetings than I had ever thought which I mean I guess I should have known but. A lot of the times, meetings are just, hey, you got, yeah, all right, I'll be like, hey, you know, can you reach out, you know, trying to get some information from a guy. And instead of just like calling me and, you know, whatever, he sets up a meeting on my calendar so we can schedule a time. And it, to me, all I think is, do you just do this? Because like we were emailing fine, you know, yeah. like if we were emailing fine, you had time to do that. You couldn't take a, take a five-minute phone call. Instead, you put something on your calendar to make you look like you're busier than what you are. You know, because sure. you know, people, these people will book their calendars, you know, and it makes it yeah. look like they're so busy throughout the day. And it's like, well, how important is like 90% of this? I mean, I, I can't count how many meetings I've been to. And uh, what there's two meetings that's the same exact meeting. It's like, why are we doing this twice? Why don't we get the few people that aren't in the earlier one and they either come to the earlier one or we have it later? But it's the same meeting. The same information gets talked twice. Why the hell are we wasting everybody's time on that? And I and I can only imagine that probably is the higher you go up and in, in other companies in place, it's, it gets worse. And yeah. I just, what the fuck? I, I, it blew my mind today. I was talking to a guy and <clears throat> he... You said, hey, something about when was I available or something. <clears throat> and I'm like, well, you know, whenever. And then I get a meeting notice. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> we got to schedule this. Like, just, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, anyways, what you're saying was, well, what I was saying was, you know, six months of meetings. Well, you know, a lot of people have to do that because, you know, well, look at me. I'm yeah. important. I'm important. I want to keep my job. So, because you really don't need most of those people for any, yeah. I don't know, but we keep doing nope. it and we keep doing it. And, and I don't know. It, it's just crazy. Cause you think we sit here and we have these like meaningful conversations about it. Is nobody else doing this? You know, is it just like the select few people out there that are actually like, wait, hold on. Well, if everybody really is an NPC, right? Like, right. You know, genuinely <laughs> like you're surrounded by NPCs and there are very few main characters, right? Uh, it seems that way increasingly so there's so many just kind of mindless yeah. I, I don't know consumerism I exist for the pleasure and the euphoria therefore everything is predictable and I don't know there's definitely a lot of that and it's kind of sad but it really is you know it's it's even I guess even sadder is there's some guys that I know and they will or a guy at work he's a He'll, me and another guy and him have a little group conversation, you know. So, like, two of us like think like this. He's like, yeah, he's that, you know, consumer doesn't. Anyway, and one of us will send something and, and then he'll like have to chime in once in a while. I don't know if he just wants to feel like he's contributing or whatever. And it's like, what? 
Like you clearly have zero clue what you're talking about right now. And, and there was that. And then today at work, I had a conversation with a guy and it's like, you know, cause you brought up the DEI thing a little bit ago and he, he was talking about pilots and I brought that up and I was like, well, I said, when you're more focused on, you know, diversity, inclusion, equity, and, you know, focused on skin color and hiring for that instead of hiring competent pilots. And he'd like chime something off and he could, you could, I mean, he, the guy had no clue what I was talking about. And I was like, all right, man. Like he just, you know, mo- yeah. most people don't, they, they don't pay attention to any of that shit. And they just, they might hear like a soundbite on Fox news or, you know, somewhere from somebody and they, they kind of roll with it to make it sound like they, you know, I'm a, yeah. well, me, I got fucked them liberals. You know, I was like, you guys are just as bad. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder, uh, in the future this is just kind of a little dark, lighthearted take. So I read this sci-fi book. Um, the book series is called Expeditionary Force, and it's all sci-fi alien stuff. Anyway, there's this race of aliens in there called the Giraffe. And what makes them an interesting species is their entire civilization and their entire civilization's economy revolves around gambling, right? But it's not gambling at like a casino at a slot machine. It's like a next level. It's like everything in life is a wager, and they have like a government agency that keeps track of all the wagers on all these possible scenarios, right? So anytime there's like, say, a foreign policy thing or, or something's going to happen or a famous person, what are they going to do? There's there's a wager system on, you know, what, what will happen next or like an over and under, right? And that's how that's how money gets moved. And it's kind of interesting because it's it's it rewards the people who guess correctly, which, which would mean the people that could steer the ship the most accurately. But at the same time, it's hilarious because some of the things they wager on are, are, are they're just, anyway, in the book, it's funny. So I was just thinking, you know, are we going to get to a point with, you know, let's say something like airlines where, you know, right now you have kind of a, I don't want to say a fixed ticket price, but the cost of an airline ticket is pretty much that. And you'll pay a little bit less for a little bit of a less of an airline that does a little less, you know, hand jobs or something, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, is there going to be tiers of airline tickets where, like, you know, based on the age of the plane and when it was built and how much experience the pilot has, right? So you can get on this 737, right? And then it lists oh, all the, the yeah. <laughs> manufacturing issues that that plane had. And then the pilot is like, you know, some guy with two years of experience. And the co-pilot's like fresh <laughs> out of school, right? So that ticket's going to be like severely discounted, right? And then there's going to be like the the expensive first class ticket now is less of a fancy seat on a plane. And it's more like a, hey, this plane's been really well maintained and the pilot has 20 years of experience, right? <laughs> so that ticket, you know what I mean? Those are going to be some expensive ass tickets. <laughs> I guess there's right. not going to be very much of that. Yeah. <laughs> and they kicked well, it's the whole good, cheap, fast, you know, you can pick two, but you, but you can't have all of them. So yeah. So for the people that like, so if, if, if you, you said the book, would we be the people that like would mm-hmm. guess correctly? Like the people that were somewhat informed or was they just totally like just idiots and people are just guessing? Cause I want to, we should do this oh, no, uh, and no, I want to get in yeah, on these so, bets. No, in, the, so. in, in, the, in the book, they're, they're informed. Like, like okay. I mean, there, there are wagers about literally everything. Oh, nice. Um, even, even up at the government level, the government is making bets on, you know, what, somebody's going to do and sometimes they bet against themselves and then so there's like all kinds of in the book there's a funny bit about ethics and stuff that they they kind of pan and it's it's, it's really well done and then when the aliens mm-hmm. discover uh fantasy sports on earth that becomes like the new 
hot commodity, right? Because they don't understand why anybody watches sports anyway, but they realize there's gambling. And so now it's fun. Oh, dear Lord. It's Asians. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, a- Asians do like to gamble. If you've ever known, I don't know if you knew that, but <laughs> I have some friends. Oh, they're, really good. they're really good at analytical things involving numbers, right? So, you know, cards, memory things. Yes. You know, what are the odds yeah. on the table of something landing in a certain spot? I, 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 there's something to that, man. You know? Re- yeah, there really I mean, is. The stereotype that Asians on the average are better at math and things like that than other people, so. Yeah, damn Asians. No, I'm just joking. They're just like us now. You know, they're the ones who are getting uh, prejudiced towards. That's not even a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anywho. So, more war in the Middle East. Airplanes are falling out of the sky. Because, you know, your queer gender theory, I don't know, identifies as Native American guy who had you know 10 years two years of experience sorry didn't bother to you know i don't know but it's an election i can can only imagine that it at some level up the chain kind of in executive leadership in maybe not i mean I, i don't know i'm not in that role so it's hard to say but it just seems like there's a definite sort of uh, spirit of aloofness, right? There's like a class of college educated person whose worldview and priority is such that the kind of ESG things, I mean, they genuinely believe that shit is what leads to profitability. Mm. Like, even when you take like the diversity training they make us do at work, you know, there's bits in there about, uh, uh, it's going to make you more able to keep people and retain people and things like that. And it's like, I don't, I don't really think that the just numerical diversity has anything whatsoever to do with any of that but but they kind of ramrod those policies and you know at some point if it makes it high enough up the food chain where those things are now even if they're not the focus and they're not even like a top 10 issue but but they're taking some level of attention away from the things that actually matter right well that has an impact because now that's five percent less time you're spending on something like quality right or or sourcing or supply chain or, or whatever else. Right. And sure. that's meaningful. And then even if it's just resources, right, you're paying salaries for people to, to run these DEI groups or to maintain these policies in an HR department. Well, that's resources that were, that now can't go towards something else. Right. And so as that thing just grows and grows and grows, yeah, I think it could absolutely have an effect on, you know, real tangible things, but, but maybe not, you know, directly. I mean, there's always going to be the, you know, are you hiring based on merit or not? You know, and that regardless sure. of, you know, race or anything like that, that's always going to be a, a downfall. You got to wonder when this was first uh, thought of this idea, was it meant, you know, to, for the, I guess the right reasons, like, Hey, you know what? And there was a point when <clears throat> if you're a black person, it would have been harder to get a job. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I kind of don't think any of it was meant for the right reasons. I think it was, uh, insidious from day one i i really do think yeah. there's a lot of you know like if you look at like the mao cultural revolution in china and how china is today and even like the soviet union you know all the major companies or major stakeholders in in society that did stuff had genuine um political representatives on the boards of all these companies and that was their explicit job was is this company doing the bidding of the communist party or the regime or or whatever that 
the only thing they cared about. And right. they had a huge say in the board and how people talked and things like that. Right. Well, ESG is basically that, just with a little bit more of a veneer of kindness, right? Sure. And to me, I, I, to think of a maybe less heavy reference, you know, anybody who's watched like the Harry Potter movies, right? There's a, gosh, I don't know which movie it is. There's There's a character named Dolores Umbridge, and she's kind of the bossy female bitch teacher. Yes. That yeah. Is like super nice and, <laughs> but complete cunt. Right. Yeah. And ends up running the school and, you know, kicking the head guy out. And that's ESG that that's the DEI people, right. With all the sure. rules that they're slapping up on the wall and, and things like that. Um, that's exactly what it is. And, and I think there are people who innocently believe in those things and think that they are good. And for sure, if you're just talking about the word diversity, what is that? You're talking about the word, equity or the word environment or the word inclusion. Yeah, those are all fine concepts, but in function, that's not how that thing is carried out. It's it's carried out as a way to be a a political weapon, really, you know, mm-hmm. and a political representative on the board of all these companies that make sure that in order to meet the ever-changing lingo of the DEI people, that company goes a certain direction, which, oh, by the way, happens to align with a certain group of uh, you know, politics and money and stuff like that and reinforces kind of victim culture and things like that. I mean, even if you look, somebody made the point on another podcast I was listening to today, it might've been Tim Cast or something that, uh, you know, in the civil rights mu- movement, there was, you know, these signs they hold up and say, you know, I'm a man or I'm human, right? It wasn't I'm black or I'm Asian or whatever. And, and there's a difference there because the old one is saying I'm human right? Recognize me is the same thing as everybody else. And now it's not, it's recognize and cater to my, you know, my differences that are being foisted upon you. And if you don't, you know what I mean? It's kind of, uh-huh. yeah, it's actually <clears throat> kind of the complete opposite of, of actual civil rights movement in some respects. Well, it's racism, you know, you're, yeah, Ch- treating people differently based on their skin color—that's that's racism. You don't gotta always treat them bad. You know, it doesn't say treat them bad based on their skin color. Just treat them differently. That's what they want. But so, and, and we all know that the left is racist. I mean, it is. Yeah. They they claim they don't or not, but when they well, well, hyper focus on emotion, right? Because people are naturally yeah. drawn to want to help a victim, right? And so, if there's yeah. always a victim, you're always like, oh man, what can I do? Oh man, what? But it's it's tugging at your heartstrings is what it's doing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the victim status and stuff is made up and it's bullshit, which is most of it. And, and people are picking up on that. They're like, no, this is, this is just, this is just shit. Right. Right. In other news, the town that I live in, the, the, so we had a 1% sales tax increase for 10 years, an additional 1% sales tax on top of the current sales tax in this town. It was voted in, uh, well, 10 years ago. Uh, it just ended, you know, this, this month. And it was to build a new uh, activity center, right? That's what it was for way back then. So uh, people voted it in. Okay. The old one was really run down. The new ones, it is very nice. <clears throat> well, this last election in November, it came on the ballot. And uh, hey, do you guys want to extend it? And it wasn't just extended for like another 10 years. It was just extended indefinitely. Okay. Well, it got, it got shot down. It got voted down. Well, then the mayor wanted a recount. So... I did a recount a couple weeks later. Again, it it did not pass. 
Okay, to people, and and it was close. I think it was down by one vote on the second time they did it. But you know, votes a vote. So now they are doing a special vote in May to bring back the one percent sales tax indefinitely. And yeah, oh yeah, it's all horse shit. Yeah, it's two things here. Just one, you know, the government gets used to something, and very, 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 you know, rare for something temporary to not be temporary when it comes to government. You know, they, they, it tells me that they don't know how to manage their money. And here's why I look at it is, you know, in the, the field that we work is overtime. And these people get addicted to the overtime. You know, they, they work the overtime, they live off the overtime, the overtime just becomes their norm, right? Then when you, something happens, the overtime gets cut, they freak out because they don't have that additional income. Well, the overtime's not guaranteed, right? It's just, it's a, it's a thing we, the company pays you to, you know, because you have to put more than 40 hours in. You're only guaranteed 40 hours a week, nothing more. Well, it's the same thing, you know, the, the, the local government here, and we're talking small town government, right? The, uh, this town only has 5,000 people. So, or maybe it's 10, five or 10,000 people, still a small town. Um, they, they got, for 10 years, they had that additional 1% coming in and coming in, and, you know, you just got so used to it. Well, okay, you guys, you, you guys didn't manage the money correctly. You just, it just became the norm for you to have it. Because that, that, that activity center got built and they, they you know, it was been, it's been done for probably four years, five years. So they had an additional, you know, four or five years of an extra 1%. Well, what were you doing with it, right? They sure as shit weren't going to cut the, uh, you know, 10 years short. So that, that's the first thing. Um, the next thing is they, they said in here, uh, you know, there's the potential of, partially lowering part of your property taxes. So it's an initial 1% sales tax. Well, you're not get, you're not you're not saying I'm going to give you a 1% tax break on your property taxes. It's going to it's going to help a little bit. So what is that percentage, you know? Then I'll just fucking up the mill levy. And then what happens when oh, let's say they do drop the property taxes down a little bit, you know, for the you know, the short term, eventually that 1% is not going to get any higher. What do you think's going to happen? They're going to raise those property taxes up. <laughs> right and 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 i gotta do some campaigning because i did last time i was like no fuck this one percent you guys got what you wanted you built your activity center enough's enough and they kept saying oh we needed to maintain the roads and we got to maintain the parks what are the current taxes for all right. that should have been baked into the current money. That wasn't above and beyond. The only thing that was above and beyond was the activity center so again you guys aren't managing your money I'm sure some people got a nice little raise in there, you know, right. and, and, and it got it irritates the living shit out of me because then I, you know, I, there's some it's small town. So really, everybody communicates through Facebook. So <clears throat> and I'm getting on there and I'm like, you know, hey, this is ridiculous. And, and people are just like, oh, my gosh, how are we ever going to have nice roads? And it's like, what is up at this this country and my fucking roads, man, you know, and. Uh, dude, it's, it's, oh, it's insane. It's always the roads. And it's like, these roads are perfectly fine. They don't need resurfaced once a year. Like, good night. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I got a campaign again. And I'm going to, I told the wife, I said, I'm going to start getting hot and heavy yet. Just going at it and going at it. So people like, because most people don't sit here and think, because, you know, what they do is they're deceptive with it. And they'll say, hey, we're going to, in part, lower your property taxes. So everyone's thinking, oh, sweet. My property taxes are going to go down 1%. Well, no. First of all, your property taxes are, you know, the county and the city and, and you know, whatever. Like, what is what portion is Hayesville? 
So now let's get that, you know, that little block. And then what percentage of that are they going to remove? And it's not going to be 1%, I guarantee you that. But the way they the way they say it, it does make it sound kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to take away 1%. Well, yeah, they're not going to. They're going to take away a very small percent. It's not going right. to equate to shit. One of the, you're in one of those communities, which is one of the, you know, suburbs that people move to, to the schools, right? They, yes. You know, they, they go to escape the urban school district to go to the suburban school district. And so that's the main draw of moving somewhere like where you're at or where I'm at is that school yeah. system. And so what are they going to do to upkeep that school system, which is what they do every four years anyway, right? Taxes yeah. go up. We got, yeah. we got some new issue. We need to put new doors in or new windows or a new stadium or another school or, yes. you know, whatever. So yeah, you're, you're, it's all going to go up. Anyway. Yeah. But people aren't going to see that. The average person's going to be like, oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. I'll vote for it. Well, no, thank but some the, of it too is the you know small town politics you know whether it's the you know uh, planning committees or uh, city council or even the mayor you know you, you get these you know not that they're all petty tyrants but but that sort of mentality right everybody wants to leave their stamp on something and play Sims or Tycoon yeah. City right and like oh man what if we just build this big park and do this thing over here and they sure. have to do something right yeah like they can't not do something so. You got to have money to do those extracurricular activities. And I think a around, lot of it. I think around here too, it's a it's a lot, a lot of control. The uh, <clears throat> the city inspector, I guess he would be. He'll go around, and if I mean he's just you know it's a real fucking prick. Like you know, there's stupid laws like you can't put a fence up without having the city inspector come look at it, and you can't put a shed up without having the city inspector look at it. And it's like, why? Why they they their reason for the shed is hilarious. So. Back in 1990-whatever, five or whatever, the tornado that ripped through this town, you know, it destroyed a giant chunk of the town. Well, (laughs) you can't put a shed up without having the city to come look at it, and they say the reason being is it has to be anchored down properly. That, you know, for a tornado that... I get it. It it happened. Tornado, scary. Scary once you know what are the odds it happens again yeah it's kansas we do get them but you know it's like oh my god like no you guys want your fee you want that money and you just have a right. you know someone hey i got a really good idea you know oh yeah let's do that so anyway that guy i guess the whole point of this was he he's he's a tyrant like he will go around and he'll like knock on your door and be like my name's so and so and so and so for the city of hayesville and i'm the inspector you know any you know i need you to you know I, you didn't uh, get a permit to put that up. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah, you get have a permit to put that up. And then what he'll do is he'll charge you double. Like, well, you know, since you didn't get a permit in the first place, you still got to get one. Now you got to pay twice. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Man, it's just because he can, you know. But and he's yeah. been and he's the guy's been in the, in the job for like thirty years. Like, ah, fuck. But you know, he has that power. You know, small town probably doesn't have a whole lot going on in life, so he gets his jollies off by running around the town looking for people to put a fucking shed. I mean, my oh, neighbor. Yeah. So my uh, my brother-in-law was building a house down there, and you know, some construction site house, like you know, half done, just framing stuff like that. You know, yeah. dirt and uh, weeds in the dirt up around the house. Right? Got a got a letter that you got to go cut these weeds down because you know you can't have these weeds and. You know, you have three days to respond to this or fix the issue or you go to jail. <laughs> yeah, oh, you get just straight to jail because right? yeah. you had some weeds. For, for, for like some ragweed growing around the foundation of a still under construction, you know, obviously there isn't even a lawn. It's just dirt and rocks and That's bags that. of concrete and chopped up boards, you know. 
That is wild. I mean, yeah, and, and I, it doesn't surprise me. It's just so. I mean, I, I do think a lot of small towns they have also the power. People that get power, people that get power, become in power. Uh, yeah. It takes a special kind of a person not to abuse that power, no matter what. It's like you see these people go into this power, and they have like the best of intentions. And then it's like as soon as they get a taste of it, it's just, you know. Uh, you, so you see it all the time in Congress. I mean, once in a while, you'll have a guy. And, 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 yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of the problem is that uh, the people that would probably be the best in roles like that are usually the people who don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know um, you know, the people that seek it out, there's always kind of that they're drawn to it. And we need to kind of change that. Like, I think kind of is, you know, more conservative, libertarian, or classical, liberal, whatever you want to call it. You expect these institutions to really only just be looking out for your best interests, but that's really not how it works because, you know, humans are in control and humans have human problems. Yeah. Um, but we're really going to have to start taking back, you know, city councils and planning commissions and, and school boards. Because when you really start peeling back the layers, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely good people in some of those spots. But there's also a lot of those people that probably don't need to be in that job because they can't handle it. Right. Because it always yeah. becomes yeah. about well, what, what's their vision? What's the thing they want to do there? And, you know, they become the little petty tyrant, whether they would admit it or whether they're always like that or not. Yeah. Well, and if they can do anything that's going to help them out, they're going to do it. You know, yeah. whether it's local level of. I don't know, just getting away with something, you know, or or the highest levels of, you know, well, I know that's what's going to go on with that company, so I'm going to go, you know, go and buy some stocks. It's about to shoot up, and they're always going to do something to benefit themselves. It's just human nature. It's like, you know, I hate AI, and I'm not saying AI is the answer, but man, if you could find an, uh, just something, you know, where it takes all the personal oh, feelings. A heartless, up, logical robot would be ideal. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know, you know. But the problem we're finding out with AI is that there really isn't a cold, heartless, logical AI because they're only as logical and the heartless as the person who made it, which means they're chock yeah. full of all kinds of bullshit emotion. You know, we need some, Elon Musk, man. We need him to make one for us. You know, you feel like he's no, nah, he's not perfect by any means. Yeah, you'll never have. Uh, I get yeah. Anyway, what you said. Um, you know, I was thinking about to bounce off this a little bit. I was thinking about term limits the other day, and you know, we've we've talked about it before. And term limits would be amazing, right? You know, it'll never happen though. I mean, because what, what kind of person's gonna? If you go into that job and you're like, I, you know, I want to have this job forever, right? Well, yeah. You know, what are you gonna say? Oh, I'm only gonna do it for two years or four years or eight years or whatever, and then I'm done. You know, I so, you know, I think it's a a conservative's wet dream to think that, you know, oh, term limits, term limits, term limits. It's like, yeah, it's never going to pass. It's never going to pass. Unless, uh, it, it, until we, Civil War II comes and we rewrite the entire Constitution and it gets stuck in there. You know, it's just, you're right. not, who's going to vote? There are people that will do it, a handful, but who's going to mostly vote for ending their career? You know, no, nobody wants that. It's your livelihood. So... Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of weird shit going on in the world. So what's new with you? Uh, that's about it. Kind of just tired of winter already and mm. ready for summer. I'm sick of the cold. Uh, I mean, you know, snow every now and then is okay. It's fun. Get out and make yeah. snowman and go sledding, but I've done that twice already. So I feel like <laughs> I'm all done. Right. I've had enough. We've been there. We've done that. Got the t-shirt. Let's move on. Yeah, the lake. 
I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty vocal about it. I hate this time of year. I've never yeah. liked it. I I like the heat. I mean, you know, it doesn't snow enough here to be worthwhile. Like the couple times it has snowed, like which is more than it ever snows around here. It's yeah. just, you know, I don't know. It's it's not it's not worth it. There's it's, it's just everything. It's the daylight savings time and it's just yeah. perpetually dark when you get off work. You know, dark when you go in, dark shortly after you come home. And yeah. then, you know, the weather Everybody, sucks, it's wet, and it's everybody's cold, and sick. it's blowing. And if you're an outdoors type, you can't do it. And I, I know me and the wife are both kind of wired like that. So when we get uh, stuck inside for long periods of time, you know, there's like only so much shit we can do. And we just we just hate it. And everything gets a little bit more miserable. And we're more likely to get in little arguments because it's it's like you're trapped in a space capsule, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, and, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, I, I, I like the change. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to live somewhere where there was just no winter whatsoever, I don't think. But, uh, I you know, I'm just ready to move on. I can do it. And, yeah, I'd rather be hot. now. I mean, the heat has never really bothered me. Like, I mean, sure, being hot and sweaty sometimes is not the greatest, but I'd rather have that and be outside doing something, having a beer, Just you know, than that's just the thing being is, stuck inside because there ain't shit else to do. Yeah. I, 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 I love being outside. And and when it's this cold, it is not fun to be outside. Because I would rather sweat, be outside, just being outside. Yeah, it might be hot, and I'm and I sweat. I'd sweat bad, but I w- I would rather do that than yeah. go be miserable with seven layers on me and and just like oh, you know you can't it can't move you can't do something. It's just I like to yeah. work I like to work in my garage. I like to have the garage door open. You know, music going and you know just enjoying the fresh air and it's. I've been out in the garage, you know, the last few nights, you know, just for an hour or so here and there. And I got to get the heater out. I got a propane heater. I need to buy an actual heater for it, but got a propane heater. Got to light that thing on. Well, then it pumps out so much damn, you know, that it's propane. So, you know, that, that smell. Right. After a while, you got to open the door because you start getting a headache because it's so fucking bad. Then, then you lose all your heat. You got to close the door again and, and you get, you know, about, I don't know, 20 minutes of fresh air and then it's back to where it was and. Just as right. it's you know, just as it's starting to warm up, and I'm just like, ah, this is just fucking terrible. I'd just rather be cold than to do this. And you're out there cold, and you're just like, I'm moving slow, and I'm like, ah, this, this fucking sucks. I was I was out there earlier. I was out there for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and I was just like, fuck this. I just came inside. Like it just started getting cold. I just I don't know. Yep, I hate I hate this time of year. I'm ready for the summer. I've got some vacations already planned. We got the trip coming up. Well, coming up in like a few months, but I feel like it's coming up. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'll go quick. Yeah, that'll that'll be a good time. It'll uh, it'll be fun. I think there's enough of us coming now. It's uh, yeah, drink some beer. Yeah, I, you know, and and it's 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 good and all too. But we ought to, I don't know, like even somebody in the in the group text mentioned, <clears throat> just getting together for lunch or dinner or something. Once a month, we ought to make more of a point to do something like that too. We re- really, really should, you know. I mean, and, and and just and you know, even like the the uh, uh, you know, the off roading trip. I mean, heck, there's you know, like we were talking the last time. I mean, there's no reason we couldn't just make those day trip things, like you know, buzz from your place to my place to his place or, or whatever, right? And just make like an afternoon out of it. Doesn't have to be an all day thing, right? Just no, you know, yeah, screw around five or six hours and. Move on. We could we could have just as much fun 
I mean, it is fun to like get away, you know, for the weekend. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. And yeah, I think still do that. And I, yeah. I like to do it at least once a year. Love the wife, love the kid. It's just fine to you know just go hang out with just the guys for a, you know a day, day and a half, really, because that's all about it. Really, is after you travel yeah. travel time and stuff. It's just nice to get away for a little while. But I mean, I can have a ton of fun, you know. Just load up, like you said, head to your place, r- drive down to his place, dick, you know, back roads. With the side by side and stuff like that, and hell, wait, you know, we got the river here. Like, yeah, I get it's not the best trails in the world, but it's no, nah, but those little micro adventures are yeah, it's, are where it's really at. Otherwise, you you know, you always save up for the the home run trip, and and those are always still good, but you kind of sell yourself short because it's like, man, there's all kinds of little stuff to do. Like, you know, there's people yeah. that oh, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. I'm just you know perpetually daydreaming about this really awesome place, and and it's great. You know, by all means, plan and go to the really awesome place. But there is all kinds of little stuff you can do here. You know that yep. that is only a few hours or a day, or or you know yeah. this, that, and the other that gets you the same kind of experience, or you know the same kind of gear, you know the same kind of vibe, you know whatever. Sure, yeah, it's all it's all there. And that's that's you know a big big reason why we bought a camper. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. even, even if I go to Cheney, like, and it's not the greatest lake by any means, but it's fun to get sure. out. We camp, you know, we go fishing, just hanging out. Yeah. And, and, for, and for us, it's Big Hill because it's like, well, it's, you know, it's a two hour drive. So we're gone, but we're not like gone, gone. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and we're somewhere different. You know, the water's pretty yeah. clear. We'll go, you know, do the, do the camping thing and come home and call yeah. the day. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'll do the same thing I did last year and every other week and we'll probably be out. I mean, we'll we'll go do something, whether it's, you know, something. Yeah, we're going to make a point to try to do a lot more. Last year, we actually only took a camper out uh, two or three times, I think, because our, our other trips were, you know, like renting a cabin or, oh, sure. you know, th- things like staying in a hotel. You know, we did a lot yeah. more of that. And it, it's fine sometimes, but I don't know, sometimes the kind of more fancier, I don't, I don't want to say urban trips, but that sort of thing that's not really my i not my mine. thing to be honest i'd rather be in the camper or a tent or something like that yeah i'm i'm a big again i bought a camper so i'm gonna use the damn thing yeah i'd much, I'd much rather go to a lake or you know go somewhere where i can just camp and and i get it's not necessarily camping when a camper it's what do they call it Gl- sure. glamping whatever but it's still fun just to get away and yeah i just yeah yep now we'll have to come up with come up with another idea you know do like a day trip like you said well i really i really do want to do that flint hills adventure trail i think that would be yeah we should i mean we could we could plan that out and i mean it would probably be because in in my i guess the perfect the perfect flint hills adventure trail would be you know i would load up everything in in the side by side or the jeep or whatever and you just go right you know a little over i'm I'm, I'm the opinion that you know kansas is not that big north to south you know, in all honesty, there is no reason we could not slam dunk that thing in like three days. Like, take the length oh. of time we're going to Disney, but like drive down to like Oxford or something, and then just go north, right? And yeah, absolutely, see where you end up. absolutely. We we could definitely do that. And just yeah. and, and it, there was I sent you guys. There, there's two of them. There's one that's just a loop somebody made, and it's yeah. it's all. I mean, it not it's not all because you'll obviously got to go through some small towns to get gas and stuff like that. Well, just whatever. Mm-hmm. Mean, buzz through that get gas and then be on your way you know bring your what, small tent sleeping bag you know just you know, change of clothes maybe first aid kit a little bit of food a little survival type shit i just i don't know yeah i think it'd be a, a freaking blast to do something oh yeah like that. yeah so 
Well, all right, man. It's uh, getting fairly late. So I gotta yep, I get agree. off here. So, all right. Yep. Talk to you later. Yep. See ya.